and welcome to episode two of The Conversation. I am still your host, Katie, and because I didn't scare her off last week, I'm here with my co-host, Sasha. Hey! Yet again, we are... <laughs> Hi! Um, <laughs> we are talking about episode three of Loki, so spoiler warning is in effect for this episode again. But other than that, hi, Sasha. Hey, Katie. How's it going? I'm, I'm, well, I'm very well. I, I would like you to start talking about this me episode. Start. I was, I'll be You're honest, I was vaguely lost. The beginning lost me. Not like lost so, me, lost me, but I was like, what? I, I love the fact you're confused. It makes it, all of my rambling so much better. Perfect, go um, ahead. <laughs> but just uh, for anyone that listens to this, we are recording this about 20 minutes after Sasha watched the episode <laughs> max. Yes. So if it's not fresh in our mind, I don't know what else we can do. I'm so sorry. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm just reading your notes. <laughs> Aren't they Sasha, really good? I think Sasha should treat that. Mm. So I'm just going to read them out because this is an audio podcast. <laughs> so Loki do three. Um, we've got love scene question mark. Very campy again. Campy. Is that campy again? Campy. Sorry, it's a very bad quality screenshot. The whole TVA is variants. How many? Four exclamation points, three question marks. I thought that was a good and note. And rip to the number two, you, the letter, Loki and Sylvie, which isn't capitalized, which is very rude. I'm sorry. So those, are some, those, those are some great notes, actually. Thank you. I thought it was great. So, before we do a uh, deep dive in with all of my rambles, you said you were a bit confused, but do you have a general yeah, feeling no, I, I, like, of the episode? I know what happens. I just, I don't know. It feels not like messy, but like their conversation in the beginning of the episode, I don't know what kind of like one up they're trying to do, but I don't know. I, I find the dialogue overall in the series like really choppy. Okay. I mean, I kind of get that. Um... Like, I'm not but sure was, what I, they're I trying it. to do with what... I, I guess I just... The subtext isn't very clear to me. And if it's supposed to be just taken at face value, that's not reading uh, for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched and, it... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched it for the first time by myself, obviously, mm-hmm. when I woke up. But then I watched it with my sister, mm-hmm. who hasn't seen everything, kind of like you. She's seen Thor Ragnarok because she has taste. But <laughs> she hasn't seen it. She hasn't seen everything. And so there were a couple of times where we had to pause it and I had to kind of explain what had just happened. Not in not in the sense of she didn't understand, but just because, like you say, sometimes you don't know whether there's meant to be a deeper understanding to it or if it is just literally take it as it is. Yeah. Like... So I've split my notes into four sections. I can't wait. We've got Sil- <laughs> the TVA, Loki development and side notes. The side notes are just a lot of exclamation points and... Just little notes about the production. Um, so we can kind of take those in any order we like. I want to discuss your first note of love scene, question mark. Not, okay, not like literal love scene. I meant like when they were talking about love. I was like, I feel right, like okay. that was that makes more misplaced. Sense. Not misplaced, but I was really? like, why? This I really like weird. the throwaway comment of a postman waiting for her. I really like that because it kind of implies that she's been to Midgard and like mm. Earth. And so she's fallen in love with a postman or at least knows what a postman is. Yeah. Which is just a very fun little, <laughs> little uh, it's like, oh. pick out. Um, I think my notes for that scene 
I'm just trying to find them. It's just me saying, love is an imaginary dagger. What an amazing little take from Trunk Loki. That is my note on that scene. I hated that so much. (laughs) I I loved that. Oh, and the fact that Loki can't go backwards on a train. It's very relatable. (laughs) Love that. Love that. Is that you? Like, that got me both times I, I watched it. I was like... I can't go backwards on a train. I'm Loki. <laughs> I am Loki. <laughs> um, but yeah, that whole scene, I think it's interesting because it not only confirms to the MCU that Loki is bisexual, pansexual, kind of somewhere in that realm. A just... queer, happy pride Loki. Queer. Also. Sorry. Yeah. Yay. So Fitting. Happy pride month. Loki is queer. I think that that was really important representation especially from a character that is gender fluid maybe I think that's really why they literally included the conversation continue, and i don't think it would have been out of place because i've seen i've seen a lot on twitter of people saying have you heard of the buzzfeed clone debate and have you heard of it oh that uh a clone of loki was killed no that, oh, um F. there's a buzzfeed there was a buzzfeed article slash video something a while like like a good few years ago Mm -hmm. that was basically would you your own clone (laughs) what (laughs) like it was a it was a debate because it's yourself it's you so would you ever be attracted to yourself because it's a clone and so i think a lot of people have been comparing that to the sylvie loki that see, I think that might be what makes happening. me uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable, because but I'm like, they're why? The s- <laughs> they're the same person, and it's really interesting to see their different takes on love because they're the same person. They have slightly different upbringings, which we can get into because I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they're the same. They had the same parents, arguably. They haven't confirmed otherwise yet. Mm-hmm. Both adopted. Both had four as a brother. You know arguably went through the same kind of motions mm-hmm. and so the nurture side of it is kind of taken out of it yeah. and so you're left with how they interpret love as individuals and like themselves well doesn't she say that they told her right off the bat she was adopted yes this is as i say this is like a whole i have a whole thing on sylvie okay. that i want to kind of get into but the love conversation was just really strange and interesting for me because i don't think it's going to come up again the whole what is love conversation but i think it was almost like a used as a bonding tool between them of they both understand that they've never been in love that they probably won't find love and that they're kind of okay with that but because i, I think it was Sylvie, so misplaced says, it was so it was so misplaced um i i can't agree more there i think it was a really weird place to put it but i think the conversation well, not only just confirming that he's queer, but to also just kind of have that conversation, which you don't really see from a male character. And I know Loki is gender fluid, mm-hmm. but even from just a masculine character, especially in the MCU, you don't see those conversations of what is love, and you especially don't see them being the optimists. Because Sylvie's the one saying love is hate. Sylvie's the one saying love is mischief and that there's no real connections and that she makes a joke of it. And then you have Loki who's trying to create these deep metaphors of it. 
and like a deeper understanding and it's just a really weird kind of switch and I do agree that it's in the wrong place but I think it was a very important thing to do is I think it it does a disservice people. to both of their characters I really? don't think they're at a place where they trust each other enough to have that conversation as frankly no, as they did. I agree that. I agree 100% with where it was. Like, they don't know each other well enough. But it also just gives so much insight into their characters that I can't see them placing it but, much further on because if you have a conversation like that in episode 5 when it's meant to be really fast-paced and you're meant to be getting to that climax, it would have really slowed down the narrative. And so it's not a movie, so you can't just have it somewhere later on. Well, I, I'm not sure that that's a conversation they here. should have had, like, at all. That's I a feel like I feel like in this series, what I'm picking up on so far is that they've acknowledged that this is 2012 Loki that's back in time. But for some reason, they've given him character development that, like, hasn't happened. And that really doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's weird. <laughs> Um. I think we have different outlooks on it, which is good. Um, it, it makes things more interesting for us to discuss it, for sure. But um, I really liked it as like a little interlude into the um, into the episode because it wasn't compared to the second episode. It wasn't as good. I think that there were some stutters in the narrative, and I think that. It wasn't as good an episode. Not that it was a bad episode. But I think that that scene was... I really enjoyed it. But, um... That was that was the thoughts on the love... The, the love scene, question mark. <laughs> and what else have you got? Very campy. We knew that. We knew you'd think it was very campy. It is! Nothing, ta- like, nothing changes the mind of a Sasha. I, my mind would change if it was different. But it is campy, and I think a little bit to an extreme. But then again, that's like TV shows, I think, by nature, are more campy. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I'm trying to get through your notes so that we can try and... My <laughs> extensive notes. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think what we'll do is we'll swap... Not to mine. Not swap to mine. I think let's go because... somewhat chronologically. So let's go maybe to your notes. Does that sound... Yeah, so yeah. my first topic is Sylvie, as she is noted in the TVA records. Mm-hmm. Amazing, first of all, that Sylvie is her own identity. They're not just calling her Lady Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. She's, um, she's the Enchantress, right? From the comics, she's Enchantress. Sure. Which I believe, which is like a little bit weird, because I'm pretty sure if you look it all up, it will give like a bunch of stuff away. Yeah. But I do know that there's a character called the Enchantress, and obviously their powers are very, very similar, seeing as they keep saying she enchants people. Ah. Like, I don't think you could spell that out much more. <laughs> they could try. Um, don't tempt them. They could. Mm-hmm, I think they would. But um, it's pretty obvious that that's kind of what they're leading towards. I don't know the Enchantress in the comics, whether that is Sylvie Lauferson or whether they're just connecting these two characters together yeah but that i like that i like the enchantress like she's not lady loki she's her own character mm-hmm. um she was adopted but she knew she was adopted so that's that's fun and she didn't grow up learning magic with her mother like loki did which is interesting 
Because that that's proving that she's from a different timeline, right? Because Yes. Because if she was a variant because of her mother not teaching her magic, she would have been like six. Yeah. When she became a variant and like none of this would have happened. Mm-hmm. So this has to be from an alternate timeline where she was never raised with raised as a girl, first of all. That's a variation from the sacred timeline. Mm-hmm. To be raised as female, or to identify as female for long enough to create an alias. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was really interesting for me, because that basically proves that there is a multiverse of timelines. Yeah. And potentially she's from a timeline that was destroyed by the timekeepers, and that's why she wants revenge. Ah, motive. Motives. Because I don't see any version of Loki being just malicious and evil. She also says that she's self-taught her magic. Oh, I didn't catch which that. Is, yeah, because her mother didn't teach her, because Loki right. does this whole thing during the love scene, which I'm pretty sure you just switched off. I didn't switch it <laughs> off. I was watching it, and I was trying to, like, follow the mental gymnastics they were doing to, like, force these characters out of this conversation. I was like, what? Why? But during that conversation... Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, like he talks about how his mother taught him magic and how if she believed in you basically that was all you could want yeah that's not the words love that's the gist Mm -hmm. and so she kind of said like oh i didn't really know my mother i have kind of glimpses of dreams of her um and that she taught herself her magic because loki's like well how did you learn um which is interesting because obviously we knew Loki would always have these powers because mm-hmm. like it's just inherently the the DNA of the character. If variants would have magic, yeah. But to know that it was, it can be self taught. She's definitely not as strong as Loki, right? Yeah, I mean like, she's got that cool thing. What what do they call it? Where the enchanting she, is that it? Where she, she like controls them? Yeah. I mean that's we epic. Call it enchanting. Sick. We'll call it enchanting. It's um, but she says. That she has a more difficult, she has more difficulty controlling those with stronger minds, to the point of when she's interrogating the agent, the start of the episode, she has to pull from her memories to mm-hmm. convince her because she can't create full illusions. Yeah. That's... So she may be smarter than Loki, which I think she is, but I don't think she's stronger than Loki in terms of magic. Like Loki, oh, yeah, no. at the end of the episode fully puts a building back in its place after it's hit by a meteor. Yeah. And she couldn't even get into his mind. Yeah. So I'm going to say, magically speaking, no, she's Loki definitely... is a lot stronger yeah, absolutely. than she is. I just think that but her that power is maybe a matter. little cooler. <laughs> Not a little cooler, but I think that is a really cool power that she has. It's a very cool power. Because does Loki does do that? Back. He doesn't do that, right? Yes, he does. He does that? When does he do that? I he thought he does. just turns into people. Well, and could, like that's steal the their thing. memories or something. Last, last podcast slash last Loki episode, we kind of went into um, a bit of a debate as to why they were bringing up all this illusion magic definition. Did we? Like, yeah. Do you do you listen? Uh, I listened to the whole podcast. When did we talk about <laughs> illusion magic? Because I, when they're going into the fairground or the medieval renaissance, whatever. Okay. Loki defines the difference between the types of illusion. 
because he's like, but you know this because you're the be all gods of the of the time, so you should know these things. But they go into so much detail describing the illusion magic and what's internal, what's external, all that kind of thing. And I was confused as to why we care, why that matters. Mm, right. And so that kind of connects back in of, oh, they were setting it all up. There's a lot of illusion magic that's running through the show because it's not just a throwaway comment, it's genuinely what's been building this whole thing. Yeah. But essentially, yes, she has these powers that we don't really see in Loki. Whether he has them or not is irrelevant. We don't see it from him. Mm-hmm which makes her very cool and interesting, basically, yeah. to the viewer. Because it's not just, oh, it's Loki, let him or them bounce around mm-hmm. with knives again. It's, you know, something different. Yeah. Along those lines... Oh, we're using my first note from side notes. Woo! Mm. Um, Sylvie and Loki both use horns as weapons. They both use their headpieces as stabbies. I thought that was very cool. They both got a flair for fashion. (laughs) I really liked that because (laughs) it kind of hints that although they're very different characters, like, they literally are opposites visually. Mm -hmm. If you watch that episode, like, the dark and light hair and the dark and light clothes, Mm -hmm. they're opposites. Mm -hmm. But they fight in exactly the same way. They both choose close-up physical um, combat over anything else. DNA is the same. But they both whip off their headsets and stab people with them. I thought that was really nice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I thought that was, like, a really cool little touch of, yeah, they're kind of the same. Yeah. I like that. And you have Um, that, this might be jumping too far forward, but, like, at the end of the episode, when they're, like, tag-teaming all those people and they're literally doing the exact same moves. Yeah, it's just so smooth and it really does nail home that it's the it's the same they're the same person yeah and it's interesting because every time they talk they're like we're so different and then when they're not thinking like brain off they're doing the same thing that are yeah subconscious it's, it's really interesting and yeah i basically just love sylvie um the fact that she's definitely from a different timeline is like my favorite thing mm-hmm. because they're not gonna do the whole not the wonder vision thing where Everyone thought it was one thing right up until the last episode. Yeah. And then got disappointed. They're, like, sowing in the seeds now of, like, hey, no, like, not everything's as it seems. This isn't going to be, like, a one, a 180, nothing we've shown you is true type thing. It's going to be a, if you look hard enough, you'll see what we're doing as we do it. Yeah. I think Which that's I think just is just a better way to watch. Because with WandaVision, everyone was so disappointed at the end, and you can't blame them for it. But because they didn't give enough information through it, yeah, like you it's... could only be disappointed because you're only building up your own expectations of it through six episodes mm. or whatever it was. Mm. So that was all I had on Sylvie. Um, basically, we love her. This is a Sylvie Stan podcast. <laughs> Sylvie Stan podcast. Welcome in. Um... And that leads us on to... Loki is desperate for that connection with Sylvie. Like, even though Sylvie's like, you're, you're just going to kill me. He's like, are we a team? Can I trust you? Oh, do you like me yet? It's very, it's very sweet. And it kind of connects back into what we said about the first episode, where he just looks very lost and confused and puppy-like. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, hey, I know you're trying to stab me, but like, 
can we be friends? Because you're me, and mm-hmm. I need me to like me. <laughs> and it's it's just looking for that validation, and he already trusts Sylvie. Like, he never had a moment of distrusting, and so it's all on her side of, like, growing to accept him. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, all for Sylvie already. Like, you can see he's off. He's gone. He's He's also part of the Sylvie stan account. Welcome um, in, Loki. Welcome I'll have him Loki. on next week's episode. Oh my god, could you imagine? <laughs> Not Tom Hiddleston, actual actual Loki. Yeah, um, actual Loki. <laughs> and so I just think that's very, very sweet that there isn't this whole, hey, we're going to try and kill each other, that you see with him and Thor. Mm-hmm. Like, even in Thor Ragnarok, which you haven't seen. Leave me alone! <laughs> um, there are these moments where Loki kind of not betrays Thor, but just looks out for himself. Mm-hmm. But with Sylvie, it is himself. Like, he is looking out for her. Like, there are moments in the final scenes where the rubble's falling and you can see he immediately goes to protect her, like, put his head over mm-hmm. her, his arm over her head and things like that, where he just immediately cares for this person. And I love that. Because he's never been like that with anyone, except himself. So so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. The next thing is, are they really going to try and write that Loki falls in love with himself? I really hope not. I because beg, that's what please, I, like. I really no. hope not. Because that just undoes so much character development, and it's also just weird. Don't fall it's... in love with yourself. Yeah. Even if He's it's a narcissist Marian. already. <laughs> Leave him alone. Like, please don't fall don't in love with yourself. Don't take it that extra step. <laughs> This show doesn't need a romance. It really it just doesn't. doesn't. It works really well without it. Yeah. But you just have that moment on the train where he's singing the Asgardian song. Mm-hmm. And you just have that moment between them. And I don't know whether it's them kind of connecting over the fact they're the same person and they have the same upbringing. I, there are definitely like weird romantic that undertones that don't belong there. But it definitely comes across as yeah. romanticized, even if they don't mean it. Like it just did. So. Yeah. Have that concern. I really hope they don't do that. Yeah. I hope they grow up to be bestest pals that fight crime together. Um, That's my dream. I feel like they should have the relationship that kind of Loki and Thor should have had as actual brothers, not competitive brothers. Yeah, I kind of compare it. And this is going to sound really dumb. <laughs> Go. But, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine with Jake and Charles and Loki is Charles. Not Loki as Charles. Like that whole kind of buddy cop where Loki is just like so in love with Sylvie and everything Sylvie does because Sylvie's amazing. Yeah. And he's just there like cheering her on. I'm here to support you. I just you. see that. I just want that kind of relationship. <laughs> oh my god, where take it's just completely platonic. Yeah. There would never be a ro- romantic relationship. Yeah. But like buddy cop show. I feel like in that way it, it might be closer to, to Jake and Rosa. I can see that too. Where I but think Loki Sylvie's is Jake because he Sylvie's thinks Rosary. he's very cool. Yeah. And then Sylvie's very Rosary. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just love that. Like the whole like, buddy cop. It's very, I want it to be very buddy cop. I know it won't be, but that's what I, that's how I write it. No, we're when manifesting, we Katie. Fiction, we're manifesting we write, buddy cop. <laughs> when we write our fan fiction <laughs> about Loki and Sylvie being buddy cop. <laughs> that's um, what this podcast is after the show is over. It's, um... <laughs> Uh, a LARP. Audiobook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's oh, wow. Yeah, we went in two different directions there. We did, sorry. Um. My my last note <laughs> on um, Loki is that when he vanishes things, which we see a lot in the show uh-huh. and in the movies, 
He puts them inside himself? Yeah, what was that? But then also the thing broke when he fell, so it, I, it's not inside him. So it, it was in his in... back pocket. Well, he said it was in his heart. Yeah, he said it was he in his heart, in but then his it heart broke. And it broke. And I'm like... So, like, how hard did he get hit? That's <laughs> why I'm thinking, like, that wouldn't break. In his chest. I think this bitch is lying. So, if that was it. That was the note I had. When Loki vanishes things, he puts them inside himself. Three question marks. Ow. No wonder marks. he's so empty. Like, ow? Like, Ooh. wouldn't that really... Like, some of the things he's vanished, like, wouldn't that really hurt? He's like, um... What is it? The, the, the Doctor Who box. I'm like, oh my god, what is that thing called? TARDIS? Yeah! Wow, so, wow. Leave me alone. <laughs> Sasha out here calling herself a nerd and doesn't even know the TARDIS. Leave me alone. I forgot, it's been a while. Go watch some Doctor Who, man. And watch Thor Ragnarok. Just my last two, because I know that the TVA is going to be a whole thing and we're going to get back into linear time and I just I really want to get everything else out the way yes, first. Yes, absolutely. The music, again, amazing. Stunning. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Big agree. I love it. And now we know that it's the woman that threw eggs at Simon Cowell, and so we can only love her more. <laughs> I love her. And so I just wanted to throw in that note that adore the music still. And she went from throwing eggs at Simon Cowell to writing the best soundtrack I've ever heard. Hell yeah. In Loki. So we love her. She's great. Good for her. We do love her. Just the use of music, the use of the Asgardian song when he's singing, not Midgardian. The use of, is it the dark moon in the credits rather than the actual soundtrack? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the theme tunes. Just all of the audio in the background is really good. Yeah. Very, very similar because I was just watching Thor Ragnarok to the undertones of Thor Ragnarok. Not the actual soundtrack, but just the, the design and the flow of it. Mm-hmm matches what you're seeing which is just very very good and because i'm an absolute nerd for these things lamentus one has the perfect color palette to contrast the tva it's oh, like yeah. visually saying you cannot be any further from where you were before yeah like the purples to the oranges and all of that neon mm-hmm. in the city scene i could die happy if i actually saw that in real life it was beautiful like that was beautiful but the neon and the dark just so perfectly contrasts the bright harsh tva with all their oranges and their natural colors big agree it couldn't be any further apart and it was just such a visually appealing episode Mm -hmm. yeah just from the fashion that the rich wear on the train Mm -hmm. to just just everything is just very good visually in that episode yeah and I'm just all about that. Also, the use of Lamentus One looking like Volmir from the last two Avengers movies, because it's in both, mm-hmm. where both Nat and Gamora mm-hmm. obviously get thrown off for the stone. Yes. Um, just a really nice touch, because I know that those scenes were used in the trailer to make it look like Loki was talking to Nat. I understand that that was false advertising. Yeah. But I think the use of the same kind of visuals create that just dread and fear and you know you don't want to be there because you know that last time we saw a planet like this it was not great we lost two really loved characters yeah and so now loki's trapped here in this planet that looks exactly the same and things are no not going out. well for him and so it's just a really great way of building that dread again yeah in a way that doesn't actually imply it's the same place because it's not 
Yeah. It's just really well done mm-hmm. that they use they use those emotions that they've built before. Mm-hmm. Just completely out of context. Yeah. Like, no, we're not going to see Nat. No, we're not going to go to Vormir and see Red Skull. Mm-hmm. But you feel like you're there. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're on the other side of the planet waiting for the other shoes to drop. Mm. And so I just really loved that whole colour color palette, the use of all of the visuals. I just adored it. It's a great design, yeah. A really well-designed episode compared to the first two as well. Yeah, I feel because like the, the first two mm-hmm. were fine. They used a lot of those earth tones for the TVA. Like, it's all designed really well, but they're not beautiful like that city yeah. was. I don't think we... We didn't like, go anywhere so it. fantastical. Like, it was it was just amazing. It, I, I want to go back and watch it to watch just that city Just look at it. <laughs> just to look at that city again. Yeah. Like, the shot of the arc. Mm-hmm. And it just begins to crumble the way that that yeah. is framed. Seeing as it's all CGI because that's not real. Mm-hmm. The way that that was framed and shot and lit and coloured is just so good for a TV show as well. Shout out to the SFX crew. We love you. <laughs> yeah, everyone working on Loki has done just such an amazing job of how it looks and how it sounds. Absolutely. Which again links back to last episode when we said we need to watch it without the uh, without the uh, dialogue. <laughs> just just stare because at it because it's just so Creator it's own. just so beautiful yep. and it sounds so good, but just no no dialogue. Please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just aesthetic, no plot. <laughs> no think head empty, just pretty. Exactly, just pretty. <laughs> like just Loki. Oh, no think head oh, empty, just links. pretty. <laughs> That's Loki. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So that kind of leads us into the last subject that I am dreading, quite honestly. The TVA. The TVA. That was may I mention, fun. May I mention mm-hmm. we didn't get a single mention of the uh, Nightmare Division? I know. I was so disappointed on your behalf. I think I'm they're so saving sad. Mike Wazowski for the finale. <laughs> I want Gimme Monsters Inc. in the MCU. <laughs> right? I don't ask for much. This is all I, I want. I don't ask for much in this world. <laughs> Just give me the Nightmares Division. Come on, please. Please. That's give next year's series. Sandman. Mr. Sandman. Give me a dream. So, the TVA yes. is falling apart at the seams, right? Sure are. It's not, it's not doing great. Mm-hmm. Um... Obviously, all these bombs have just gone off. We see them all storming off right at the start of the episode. Mm-hmm. The judge that I can't say the name of was on her way to go see the lizard gods. Obviously, gets yes stopped by um, Loki and Sylvie. Mm-hmm. They're falling apart at the seams, really. We find out that the workers are variants. They were not created yeah. by the lizard gods. And very n- much none of them know yeah. that they're variants. None of them know, which heavily leads into the it's a sham theory that we had last episode. Yeah, I think. Where we were saying mm -hmm. that none of it's real. Yeah. Which, my theory is that Sylvie helped create the TVA using her enchanting illusion magic, and it was used against her. Wait, what? You think she created the the TVA? Uh, Sorry, it's a hive mind of people living in illusions with cloudy memories and... An inability to escape what they're living. Why is she fighting them? Why does she need to ask these questions if she created it? 
do you think that maybe if her magic was used against her because she thought she was doing good to save her timeline, she mm. would be a bit bitter that another sacred timeline was chosen? Oh my god. And that so she when she goes into the TVA agent's head, first of all, mm-hmm. why would this random TVA agent know where the lizard gods are? and how to get there, and how many guards are guarding them, if there wasn't some kind of hive mind where everyone knows everything. I mean, you're right, and it looks like a hive. Because she just picked someone out at random. Yeah. She literally just took the first person she could. There was no setup. There was just, hey, we literally just need one of the Minutemen. But, like, it's possible, like, I mean, it's one building. I I don't think it's too far to think everyone knows where they are. And they're like, oh, yeah, those are the guards for that. Like, like I know where I the White House is. Mind. Okay, but you don't know, like, where the president's going to be and how many guards he's got with him at all times. And Three. I just feel like that's information that a grunt wouldn't know, especially if they're being mind-controlled, because you just wouldn't give out that information. Because if they are just living this kind of, I don't want to say dream, because it links back into my nightmare division, and I don't want to talk about the nightmare division... Not this um, episode. But if they're leaving, living in kind of a trance, mm-hmm. the lizard gods could literally just say, do not perceive us. Mm. In, like, the most serious way possible, they could literally just say, like, you saw us, no, you didn't. Or maybe you the lizard gods... Like. You don't know where we are. The lizard gods are just an empty conference room, and they're just used as, like, sure a tool to scare people. aren't real. I don't We've know. said the lizard gods are a sham, but maybe the lizard gods are a sham. I think that <laughs> they like, are a sham. new theory. And I think because that the lady that, um, the judge, uh, maybe she's behind all of it. We need to name her. Yeah, we I don't should. think she's behind it. I think she's also a variant. I don't know. She but, seems um, to have a lot more power than everyone. And saying, like, she talks to them. Who she talk to if they're not real? Well, this is the thing. If it's just another variant of Loki sitting in a conference room having a ball, he th- could literally just use the enchantment magic to make it seem like she's spoken to three lizards. I mean, that's fair. Who's to say? I, How do we know? I'm interested to see who this is. Who are the real think... lizard gods? I think that there is just too much reference to illusion magic for it not to be involved in the answer behind the TVA. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I think that there has to be some element of it. Also, we kind of knew they were variants, right? Because there's no way that the... Like, they had that really interesting conversation about belief in episode two, and I think we did briefly discuss it. But that really great conversation about putting belief into perspective loki's a norse god people on earth pray to these norse gods and suddenly loki's here and he's running around in a funny suit fighting lizard gods you know it's putting belief into perspective of mobius believes that these lizard gods created him and they gave him this purpose and so obviously i'm not sure we discussed everyone being variants though with that at least that's not what i got from that conversation but, like, for Mobius to believe that he has been created by the Lizard Gods for this glorious purpose of keeping the sacred timeline, obviously that's going to bring a lot of belief into question in the fact of it, Loki's going to have to go back and be like, hey, Mobius, you were a human. You could have owned a jet ski. Like, I'm <laughs> so sorry to tell you that. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out because Mobius will defend Loki. Like, their bromance is amazing. <laughs> So I'm, like, really interested to see how that goes. Yeah. But it's it, it kind of leans towards they were variants because time moves differently here. And as I say, I think the TVA was created, like, two days ago. 
Like, there's no proof. Not like, yet. They're variants. They could have been pulled out of any time frame for doing something quote-unquote wrong. Mm-hmm. Brainwashed into thinking that they'd been there forever. Mm-hmm. And put into this glorious purpose. <laughs> so we get three, three Lokis. Three Lokis, please. I just think it's I just think it's all very convenient that they use a lot of the same wording, a lot of the same ideals. Right, but also Mobius They're... has been hunting Loki, so maybe Mobius just knows a lot about Loki. But would Lo- but if Mobius has been hunting Loki, would he start to pick up his mannerisms? I think so. I feel like when you but try to get never, into it, someone's it head so variant. much. Well, he's never, never met, met the variant, but, like, they have all those files now. And in them, they talk about how Loki speaks? I mean, yeah, that's what you'd put on a profile. You'd have everything down about them. It's, I don't think it's I'm a still... secret that Loki goes around saying, I have glorious purpose. Maybe that's, I don't know. I don't think it's too think far-fetched. It's... Yeah, I mean, look, he, he could have said it genuinely because Loki was saying it a lot when he first got brought in. Like, he was saying he was burdened with a glorious purpose and that he had to go back and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so it very easily could have been Mobius just turning around and using his own words against him. Mm-hmm. But I'm really liking the idea that it's illusion magic and that it's all it's all coming together in the sense of, mm-hmm. yes, we've got Loki who does all these exterior illusions and then you've got Enchantress who can do all of this mind control, but out there somewhere is a Loki that can do both yeah. that's been used by the time, or is the time, the, the lizard gods... And, you know, it's just out there because mischief, God of mischief. Mm -hmm. What's more mischievous than creating an entire new reality, taking hundreds of humans out of Earth and confusing them into doing your bidding? He's literally Mm -hmm. ruling. And also pranking yourself. Yeah, and confused and getting two of you, two of your own variants to run around. Yeah. Because all of the people in the TVA look human. They all speak English. Yeah. And so Loki, the one who wants to rule Midgard, keep calling it Midgard instead of Earth, but mm-hmm. Loki, the one who wants to rule Midgard and be the king of Earth and blah, 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 and rule his own pocket of space, what if he succeeded? What if this is his pocket of space where he's ruling humans? And they yeah. just don't know. Mm-hmm. There's no proof otherwise. And I just would really like if they did that. Take notes, Marvel. Like, Pull the episodes like a out. Loki, switch a it Loki up. wins. <laughs> a Loki wins would be really cool. Yeah, like a little mega mind. Loki fights Loki. I mean, I guess that's kind of what we have now. But they're we, friends. We already right have now, that. So. Loki fights Loki fights Loki. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are kind of my notes on the context we were given for the TVA. Mm-hmm. Like we know that there are multiple timelines because Sylvie was pulled from another timeline. Yes. What would be interesting to me is if there were different departments and each was told that theirs was the sacred timeline. <laughs> whoever does the best job, <laughs> that's who who wins. Whoever gets the best job wins. <laughs> because Sylvie's obviously come from a timeline that either no longer exists or still exists, but has no interaction with our sacred timeline. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would be really cool to be like, oh, Sylvie's from... Oh, but if variants from different timelines can meet each other in this place yeah can't you have cross timeline travel couldn't you arguably put loki into sylvie's timeline because they both know how to got there or if they are variants that are pulled into the tva maybe that's part of the sacred timeline they were always meant to become these little soldiers or office clerks rather but there are two timelines so what i'm saying is if sylvie opened a door to her timeline 
with her little device thing because she knows how to get there because she's from there Mm -hmm. and Loki walked through it, Mm -hmm. Loki would have crossed timelines. Mm -hmm. So they're now just saying that... Because the Quantum Realm kind of does that, right? What? The the Quantum Realm in Ant-Man. That's where they go. Okay. And Wasp's mother gets stuck there and she says time moves differently. Yes. So arguably the TVA could be in the Quantum Realm. But does that mean that the quantum realm is a vessel for moving between timelines? More importantly, does that mean we're going to see Paul Rudd? <laughs> I hope so. That's always the answer. I hope so. Uh, oh, but man. <laughs> what if the TVA is just taken from people that were snapped and put into the quantum realm? Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> and they're not actually uh, They're just people that were snapped. This is and one the snap timeline. <laughs> Uh, is this worse than the timelines conversation I have no idea they were snapped away and instead of just not existing they had to do office work oh no (laughs) please no that would suck so bad but if time if time moves differently in the TVA Uh you could be taken out of your timeline today and be put back in tomorrow and you could feel like you've spent hundreds of years doing office work yeah. Like there's no proof of there's no proof of that of, of otherwise. Oh, these poor people. And also like if they do correct the timeline every time, these variants are just going to stop existing when the TVA is disbanded. Yeah. Unless Which they is. live in the quantum realm forever. Because like the quantum realm. I like the idea that it's the quantum realm. I mean, I think that's a solid prediction. Because time moves differently. You can move between timelines, which is very, very cool. Mm-hmm. I really like that idea. Yeah. Which would create the multiverse because you now know how to travel between them. Yeah. So if Loki was put back into the sacred timeline mm-hmm. after the events of Loki, he would be going back to what, like twenty like current time? Uh-huh. Because obviously he would have to go back after Loki died. Yeah. So if he went back to the timeline, he would be going back with the knowledge of how to travel between universes. Yeah. So, like, that would pretty much unlock the multiverse that we need for Doctor Strange. Yeah. Because his his film is literally called Multiverse of Madness. And obviously the multiverse is used in Spider-Man that comes out in six months. Mm-hmm. And so that could technically loop back in. Could you imagine if they put Sylvie into our, into our timeline? Honestly, they we don't went, deserve hey, her. Do you want to swap? <laughs> do you want to swap? You go, you go live in six one six, and I'll go wherever you were. Well, switcheroo. No one will know. I think I'm gonna start calling it Earth six one six rather than um sacred timeline because I hate the sacred timeline. Yeah, I don't like it's that too idea. many syllables and also it's stupid. So let's go with six one six. Okay, six one six. Because that's what they call it in, well, basically everything. Uh huh. But. Spider-Man Far From Home. They call it Earth 616. So let's go with 616. But if they put Sylvie into 616 with the ability to create the multiverse, I would be so happy. I don't care what happens to the rest of the show. They're going to be able to make so much money off of that. I would love that. But yeah, I think that the quantum realm is definitely... Now that they've confirmed that the workers are variants, Mm -hmm. as in people from Earth, because they haven't taken a single person or being... From another planet. And there are other planets with people that look like humans. Yeah. So, like, they've just taken people from Earth. Yeah. Which is, like, a very odd thing to do. 
Yeah, so I mean, it's a lot of illusion. It's a lot of fun that way. But um, it's also cheaper it's for production. It's yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's what I mean. You could take someone from Xandar, that's just literally pulling one out. Mm -hmm. They look human. They're human. They speak the same language in the movies. In Guardians, they speak English. Mm -hmm. They look like humans. They look like Peter Quill. Yeah. So you could literally say, oh, no, they're Xandarian. Yeah. And well, there'd be no proof to say otherwise. We just have to go with it. But they're it. just not. We're completely at their mercy. But they're just saying, no, everyone's from Earth because that's easy. Yeah. Which I think is just another way of saying they're from Earth for a reason. Yeah. So... Those were my notes on episode three. I think that it was a fluff episode. Um, Did you? I think that it basically just gave it a lot of setup for future episodes. I like Which I'm excited to see. No, it was a good episode. I'm not at all slating the episode. But um, I think that it was a fluff. I don't think it's like when we found out the variant was a female in episode two. I don't think it was like as much development i don't think there was as much plot i think there was a lot more setup so i'm excited to see the future but, how many um, episodes are left they're only doing six you said yeah halfway there wow i know i don't um, how are they gonna wrap this mess up oh they they kind of didn't with one division <laughs> so oh good we'll is that getting a second season nope what is this? It was. It was. It was made to be self-contained. Is this going, to, or is this just a limited series? No, I don't think so. I think it will be a limited series. Wow. Well, I, I think they'll either bring. I think they'll either bring Loki back to the MCU or give him the goodbye that he deserves. Yeah. Either way, like there won't be a series. It will just be like. Yeah. Oh, hey, he's back in the Avengers now. Yeah, you they'll know? like plop him back in that timeline somehow. And he'll just kind of, it be there. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Final thoughts? Any final comments in regard to the episode? Oh, I guess we should go with my my final note, which is R.I.P. to you, Loki and Sylvie. Yeah. How are they going to get out of that mess? I feel like that's going to take like another full episode. No, it'll probably take like 15 minutes. <laughs> I that's, would not be surprised. I think that's my final and thought. And if this actually happens, I'm very sorry for the spoiler. But I yeah. would not be surprised if literally they do the whole previously of, oh no, they're trapped, blah, 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 blah. Literally, it cuts to the episode and Mobius walks through a door and just pulls them both back to the TVA. <laughs> I would not be the slightest bit surprised. Oh, I hope that's what happens. <laughs> like, literally, just episode starts, no, not even the slightest hint of build-up. Immediately, no just... No drama. They're standing there like, oh god, what do we do? Immediately, Mobius shows up. Get back here. <laughs> like, oh god, dad's found us, we're grounded, oh, let's go. No. Just, just Mobius. Literally, no build-up, no drama, just this, the door appears, yanked back by the collar. Yoink. The end. <laughs> yoinked back to the TVA. That's... I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be really happy because I really don't want them to waste another episode yeah. on this planet. Yeah. Like, I understand why they had to go to this planet. Yeah. But, like, let's not spend another episode there. I get the whole you have to get off of it thing. Yeah. But let's not spend another 45 minutes there. Let's Please, no. get it done in the first 15 and have like 30 minutes of Loki going on a crusade to save Mobius. Yeah, right. Like we've got, that. we got a lot of loose ends to tie up. We don't have time to waste. Um. Exactly. And I really want next episode to be the whole getting Mobius to join his side. 
yeah thing so that five and six can just be taking down the tva yeah like just keep it set not keep it separate but let's not save it for the last 20 minutes of the last episode yeah please because i need this I'd to be, be important seeing as i spent so much time setting up we yeah. don't need all of that so yeah that that was it as i said last week i want to have a theory from both of us at the end of each episode okay so that when it finishes we can come back and see how wrong we were <laughs> okay you go first so what's your theory no okay, you go first i'm going first i think that the lizard gods are loki and they are in the quantum realm and it's all one big illusion illusion magic is like a big thing so i think that's what it is i think that the judge is the lizard god and potentially the judge is another loki variant and i think i would love that right i think that'd be cool but i don't think the lizard gods exist i think we're agreed there right? yeah. i think the lizard gods are a sham yeah but that was that was good that was episode two. Yay! Um, episode two of the podcast, like, episode three of the Loki. Episode Everyone. three of the show. <laughs> episode two of the podcast. We didn't do this very well. Um, <laughs> That's all right. We're great. But that was it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you to all our friends that have been so very supportive. We love of you. Us. If you feel so inclined, um, we are on most podcast platforms i think as of recording we're on spotify apple google a couple of other independents podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts we're probably going to be there if we're not let me know and if you feel so inclined leave us a review i'd love for you to ask sasha more questions about why she hasn't watched thor ragnarok <laughs> you know feel free to roast me like, yeah, leave us a review, leave us a comment, send me messages about what you want me to put Sasha through, <laughs> and we'll see, see you next week. Bye. Goodbye.